Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Peter? Yeah. We might be going into quarantine. Well, it's possible. At time of recording, there's going to be a Cobra meeting today. They've How called exciting. in the snakes. How exciting is that? Yeah. That the UK sort of task force for emergency meetings, the acronym is COBRA. COBRA. But it's really... Hang on, let's find out what it stands for. It's not as exciting. It stands for... What does COBRA stand for? Coronavirus Outbreak Respiratory Disease... Oh, no, that... Okay. It COBRA just... stands for a kind of snake... Snakes could be the original source of the new coronavirus. Oh, really? <laughs> what that says, I have so no idea. So you asked it what corona, what cobra means, and it yeah. immediately came up with a coronavirus-related oh, yeah, story. Cobra. UK cobra. I know it's now just going to search for cobras in the UK. Uh, come on, throw me a bone. What does cobra stand for in the UK? The Cabinet Office Briefing Room. Rooms. Co- cobra. What's the, what's the A? There isn't one. Oh. Cobber. Which is, which is, they just thought, let's call it Cobra. Cobra. Because that sounds rad. Ready to strike. Sounds rad as hell. Uh, yeah, you know, you know our big discussion last week when we were saying, oh, you know. Calm down, everyone. Just, uh, just make sure you wash your hands just and like behave yourself. And uh, obviously, I think we st- still are of the mind that it's, uh, the mindset that it's better to be uh, perhaps overreactive than it is to underestimate. Mm. And then everybody gets it. Uh, but we are, you know, we're awaiting at the time of recording the results of the Cobra meeting. And we'll see what happens over the weekend. And we've had discussions about how we can operate from home. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of quite exciting. Well, I was saying to Ben, it kind of makes way. me think of it's like being three dog on Galaxy News Radio. Yeah. We'd be streaming from our bedrooms going from his bunker. Bring you the truth, no matter how bad it hurts. See, there we go. Yeah. That's it. And uh, sort of like um, a poorly snow day. Yeah, poorly snow day. I mean, hopefully none of us get sick. Obviously, no. But, uh, you know, as a as a precaution, and to help prevent the spread, and to help prevent the spread, mm. I will wear my pajamas all day okay. and, and work from home all day for two weeks. For two, just, just wear the same. That's never get changed. That's how you combat disease. Is just wear the same pajamas. Don't for a wash fortnight. them. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't get that. You know that coronavirus smell. <laughs> that, <laughs> that delicious coronavirus flavor. People have died, Ben. People have died. Stop taking the Michael, yeah, Peter. Sorry. For God's sake. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being totally serious and uh, you know fair to human beings mm. and and people's 
thoughts and prayers and so on. Yeah. Uh, we have a sponsor every single week, of course, provided by um, a wonderful company or a product that, that likes what we do. And they think, you know, just throw a couple of buckery doodahs their way. Yep. And then they'll talk about our thing on the podcast. Peter, you have the ad read in yep. front of you for right this there. week. Mm. Uh, what have you got? Uh, it's a game this week. Uh -huh. Sponsored by Real Game. It's coming out uh, next week or whenever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's by Criterion. Okay. People who make the car games. People who make the car games. Yeah, it's the it's a new open world uh, driving game set on a big, wonderful island resort. Uh, it's called Burnout Parasites. Oh. Uh, you drive around Parasite City. There's a guy on the radio that says, hey, <laughs> you're driving around today. It's uh, it's a beautiful uh, 100 and something Fahrenheit. Uh, you know, one of the good numbers. <laughs> something in Fahrenheit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, look out for those parasites out there. So when you say parasite, mm. are you talking about the... Communists. Yes. Well, not communists. Or the Oscar winning film. Yeah. No. Um, no? No. Yeah? Boy, uh... Don't like the bourgeois or something. Right. I don't really No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about actual biological parasites. Oh, okay. So yeah. are you racing the parasites? Or do they have cars as no, well? No, they're just or... a hazard. Right. They they can get in your car holes and like lay their little parasite babies inside the car and it, it like takes over the car's brain and makes the car climb a tall stalk of grass and oh. grip on so that the baby can grow. You and, know, like cordyceps. And, yeah, and then planes can fly past and eat the cars yeah. more easily mm. this is the this is the horrifying sequel to cars 3 yeah of course uh burnout parasite coming your way so it's burnout parasite is that just basically regular burnout but there there may or may not be parasites in your car but yeah. you don't know you don't know until it's right. too late that's a fun can no longer be surgically removed it's a fun addition how much extra does that cost on top of the base game uh it's actually free uh it's to make you feel like a parasite because you're not oh. paying for what what you're what you're using and Criterion are actually really suffering financially as a result of bringing this game out and releasing it for free. Right. Um, this sounds, you're, you're a dirty parasite. It sounds depressing. Really. Yeah. It sounds like well, a bit it of is. An Fortunately, yeah. it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> I think people are laughing with us. Yeah. No, they're cheering. I don't know. I can't hear it. We really shouldn't press those buttons without headphones on. I think these three are the fun ones. You've yeah. got dush. Yeah. You've got either laughter or applause. Mm -hmm. You've got either laughter or applause. Yeah. Those are the three buttons. There is a wop 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 somewhere. Isn't oh, there, there is a wop wop. Is it this one? I, I'd actually, I don't think you're allowed to say that on a podcast. Um, oh no, it's a uh, it's a fetty wop. Yeah. What should we try this one? It could be that. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going for a while. I think that might have been it. Yeah? No. I don't. I'm so sorry. It, it might have been, been Scarlet Fire. We should get that set up on here, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, I don't know how to do it, but yeah. we'll we'll work it. We won't. We will say it every week and it'll never happen. Of course, that podcast sponsor was not real. No. The, the true sponsors of the podcast, as as is the case every week, are the wonderful folks over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where if you support us at any tier, mm. Be that one dollar or ten million dollars, <laughs> you could ask questions on this podcast as Danielle Murray has. Danielle Murray has asked the question: Is she a ten million dollar? Uh, she's a ten million and five dollar. Oh wow! Patron, which That's gets a you extra tier, gets you a canvas bag, yeah, and a handshake. Mm. 
Love to, and some hand gel. No, no, no. Uh, that's ten million and five. Yeah, ten million and ten. Go on, sorry, <laughs> that was silly, wasn't it? Don't give that away for oh, anything less. Danielle asks or says, "Hi Ben and Peter, fairly new patron but long time fan here. I'm just finishing Spider Hyphen Man at the moment. By the way, how amazing is Spider Hyphen Man? Spider Hyphen Man. However, so twice I did have to look at a walk hyphen through because I couldn't get past a certain part. My question is." Is it deemed cheating to use a walkthrough? Do you think it takes away from the magic of the game? Good question. No, uh, but it depends on the game. Yes. So mm. I've been playing through Bioshock 2. Yeah. When I get to a room that needs a code to get into it, mm. I Google it <gasps> because I don't and I can't, I cannot stress this enough. Care. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> However, if I was playing for for par exemple, mm. God of War, yeah, and God of War has just come out, and I get to a bit that's like, oh man, I'm not really sure what to do. If it was a case of where do I go next, then I would have to be truly, truly, truly lost mm. to try and Google anything, and there might not actually be anything available to look up anyway. Right. However, if it was uh, if it was a puzzle. And I was bashing my head against the wall thinking, I just don't understand what I'm meant to do. Mm. I would I would Google that. Because okay. I think puzzles are okay to Google if you're really stuck on it and it's actively impeding your experience. Because unless it's a puzzle game, mm. puzzles are there often to frustrate. Yeah. And a lot of people, myself included, don't really have time for them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay in certain circumstances. But ultimately, saying whether or not it's okay is totally irrelevant. Because you do you. Yeah, it's very much a personal choice. Whatever you want. Because I, in some ways, agree and disagree with that. Um, I'll probably be quicker to look up a walkthrough to where, for where to go. If I got stuck for more than five minutes, like not knowing where I was, or maybe 10 minutes, I would definitely just look it up. Because I feel like nothing is going to happen between me and finding out naturally where I need to go. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not cutting any corners or missing out any gameplay. All I'm doing is preventing myself having to wander around in circles for the next 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'd be quite quick to look up a navigational uh, hint uh, with puzzles. Yeah, I agree. If you're bashing your head against the wall, you know, again, you know, look it up. I think I did that. The most recently, um, most recent time I did that with was in Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order. Right. There was one puzzle in that. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, what is going on here? And it was really ambiguous. I think it might have been one of the big ball rolling ones. Bloody ball puzzles. I think it was one of those. I loved that part in episode five. Yeah. Where Luke pushed the big balls around yeah, for, me too. for half an hour and just stood there for 15 of it going, what am I? What? Star Wars. What? And then he got out his phone and he looked it up. Yeah. And then he did it really space phone. really fast. His space phone, yeah. Star Wars Episode Five. Luke's balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, was my good. favorite, favorite yeah. part. Uh, but one thing I would probably never, ever, ever do is uh, look up a code for uh, like a door or something. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Well. I thought I thought we were allowed to do that. You were thing. wrong. <laughs> I have... Uh, I have Something silly that was my fault that I uh, that I had to look up once. This is we're talking. Go all the way back with me, Peter. Yeah. To two thousand and seven. Well, I've got an old story to tell you in a moment. As oh, well. I love trading anecdotes. Yeah. Two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. PS three's just come out. Got got it at launch. Saved up forever. Very excited. Mm-hmm. My friend comes over. He's got a projector. Right. So we can 
projected onto the onto a sheet that I'm hanging from my bedroom wall. Yeah. It doesn't look great. He doesn't have the controller because he got it cheap. Right. He found it. I mean, unconfirmed. Mm. I feel like the statute, what's the term? Statute of limitations has probably passed passed on that now. Stealing a a projector. Yeah, take that. Um, So the the projector was, it was very dark. It wasn't displayed very well anyway because it was on a sheet. And, you know, it's very, very early HD with the PS3. Mm. Um, We're playing Resistance Fall of Man. We're playing it in co-op because yeah. it's got a co-op campaign, which is fantastic. Still one of the things I love the most about the Resistance games, apart from two, two can get in the bin, mm-hmm. uh, was that you could play it in co-op. And we got to a bit where we just defeated our enemy mm-hmm. and then there was just nowhere to go. Oh, like, no. We just could not, we were backtracking, we could not see anywhere that we could go. And I had to load up early YouTube and look at someone's, gameplay of it that they'd uploaded god you were lucky um, there because that's youtube is only about two years old in 2007 yeah. and and fortunately it had been out in the states for for a little while anyway because mm. europe got it later um and so the footage was already online and it turns out that because the projector was so dark there was a little doorway that we just couldn't see oh, no. and we had to just sort of blindly walk through the darkness against the wall until we went through this door uh and if i hadn't looked that up I legitimately would not have been able to continue playing it that night. Yeah, we would no. have just had to. Well, the game's broken. There's yeah. nowhere to go. Yeah, things like that. You should. I think there's there's no harm at all looking up a, a clue. Similarly, well, actually, mine's not even. Mine is a little bit kind of cheaty in that this thing was supposed to be very hard to find. A game I've mentioned before, an old game from PS2 era, Haven: Call of the King, mm-hmm. uh, didn't do very well commercially, so it's not particularly well known. But there was this big end game stuff where this is the game where you get chained to a rock and left to die. Your favorite anecdote. Game. Yeah. And uh, so that's the ending is that the protagonist just gets chained to a rock. Then I found out online that actually in the penultimate level, when you're flying around in space, able to actually warp from different planets in real time, mm. um, you are able to fly down onto the surface of any planet, which sounds crazy for PS2, but this is real. Uh, and you can scour the entire surface of this planet which is just barren it looks like a really early terrible no man's sky Mm. and on the floor there's like a big glyph on a certain continent like a really big giant symbol okay but you have to search the surface of eight planets with no direction whatsoever Mm -hmm. and for that i looked up hints i think that's uh and if you do that you unlock like a special extra ending which was also terrible and didn't offer any extra solutions to the brilliant predicament you were left in absolutely worth it then but i looked up a guide for that because i'm not looking across eight planets for stuff that's scrolled on the floor hey you only had like what two games you could have done it yeah could have done you could have done it yeah Ultimately, Danielle, you do you. Mm. Whatever you feel is uh, is going to help you enjoy the game. I don't. I don't. If you're in a position where you're contemplating using a guide, there's a very good chance that you're probably at your wits end yeah. anyway. If as soon as you hit a roadblock, you think I'm going to look it up online, mm. then maybe you should have a further scout around. But it's up to you. No one's judging you. Games are supposed to be fun, and if you're not having fun because you're stuck somewhere, like a big stuck face, mm-hmm. then. Uh, Look up a guide if you want. Have a round of applause or laughter. <laughs> I hope that helped. Yeah. It's time to move on mm-hmm. to a section that is brand new, untouched by human gaze. Ooh. 
Human what? Human gaze. Excuse me? The gaze of humans. What? With their eyes. I see. Eye gaze. I see. You're, you're what? <laughs> Eyeball gaze. It's called what we gay in. Playing. <laughs> Welcome to... Sorry. Welcome to... I threw my papers. <sighs> Welcome to what we play in. This is a section where we talk about what we... Yeah. Play in. Peter, mm -hmm. what you lay in? Uh, I have uh, played two games this week. Mm -hmm. um, I've been streaming Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, which has recently come out on Steam. I didn't talk about this last week, but I, I, I played it since then as well, before then. Uh, but uh, oh, I'm enjoying that so much. I'm trying really hard not to play it between streams. Yeah. Trying not to cheat oh. and, and get a little bit of practice in, in between streams because oh, I've always loved that game got many many happy memories playing it solo playing it co-op playing it just casually on normal and easy mode or playing it on legendary and tearing my hair out uh playing loads of multiplayer pretty much on the same map on loop because it was just the best one um so going back to play that and being able to talk about it and you know drop in my star Wars knowledge about halo to the to the chat is super fun Mm. Really enjoying it. Lots of people in the chat because it's obviously an Xbox exclusive. It was on PC as well, but because um, it's a Microsoft exclusive, if you like, uh, there's quite a lot of people in the audience who haven't seen or playing playing Halo before. Playing Halo, they have not done playing played it, it before. Mm -hmm. um, so that's quite nice as well. In that you know, there's this old game that's I don't know how old it is now. Old enough for an anniversary. Um, it's probably ten. For Halo One, yeah, two thousand and ten. No, Halo. ten years. Yeah, ten years old. Halo One is, didn't come out in two thousand and ten, did know. it? I don't know. That would have been like two thousand. Yeah, I must have, have been. Ten years ago, you, you're getting. Yeah, you're you know, talking three sixty. It would have been beyond Halo Three, you're right? Well, I don't do. I mean, you know, it's when you try and work out what. Two thousand one. One. It's it's because there's like if you're born in the nineties, you kind of lump in the tail end of the 90s and all of the first decade of the noughties is sort of one decade, really. Oh. That's what I find. Oh, I don't. When I try and work out, like, how long it's been since I was born, I still think it was 20 years ago. Right, everybody does. Yeah. That's what everybody does. Even though it was... The 80s was 20 years ago. More like 30 years ago. Don't forget. Anyway, uh, lots of people in the audience haven't played that game before. No. Um, and uh, it's it's an old game, but a game that is... You know, it's up there as it's up there with gaming royalty. I would say it's it's Microsoft's biggest franchise, yeah. um, and so I think it's nice that uh, people are enjoying that and able to actually go, oh, so this is Halo. This is what it's about. Yeah, so that's fun. Excellent. The other thing I've been playing is I've actually just uh, started Spyro Two at home on Reignite Trilogy. Oh, because that, that was in my poll. Someone had suggested that as one of the games I should play next on stream. Yeah, it was in the poll that I did on Twitter saying, what should I play? Halo 1, and I was glad. Uh, but then I kind of had a bit of a hankering for Spyro 2 at that point, so I just started playing it for fun at home. Mm. Yeah. Here's a question for you. How are you getting on with Crash? Oh, I've not played any Crash since the last podcast. So still got <sighs> okay. last relic to do. That's, that's sounds like I'm having more trouble with it than I actually am, because now it sounds like I've been at it for 
two or three weeks, whereas mm -hmm. really I've just not touched it since last time. Right. Because, again, I don't really care that much. I cared at I'm the gonna time. I'm going to ask every single week. Right. And each week your stock's going to go lower in terms of your crashability. Yeah. Until it's done. Just get more and more diluted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe if, if I have two weeks at home... <laughs> You'll be working, thank you very much. I will, thank you very much. And by that, I mean... Wearing the same pair of pajamas. <laughs> working on my, on my crash trophy. Yeah. yeah. Working, on these, working on these guns, yeah. more like. Whoa. <laughs> Steady on. Just because you've got a cold doesn't mean you can't get swolled. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag everyday gym, <laughs> bro. Everyday gym. Every, hashtag everyday gym. Hashtag James every single day. Jiminy. Jiminy. Jim, J James and E. Cricklet. Yeah, we're losing the will to live. Uh, ben, the William to live, thank you. What you playing? Uh, I, I, my pen, it looks like I've written CO2, mm. um, which again sounds like a C virus reference, but it's not. Oh. It's, uh, it's meant to say bio2, but my biro had this isn't this biro shock. Is, this is my biro shock. I had some biro shock because you know when biros don't have a lid on them, they get weird fluff. They get mm. ink fluff on the end. Yeah, and like you don't want to take it off with your fingers because then you get the ink all over your fingers. But when you start writing it, it gives you the fluffy writing. Yeah, and you're like, wow, man, what am I going to do? This pen's useless. A little sort of crust crustacean on it. Exactly uh, under the sea. Mm. So I got CO2 instead. So I've been playing um, Kyo Shock. Yeah, two finished it. I finished Bioshock 2. So, sorry, was the C... So what were you trying to write? BO2. Yeah, Bio2. You see? Oh, I Do you see, see it a roughly little there. tiny eye and the, the, the eye didn't come out at all. But I got fluffed. Yeah. So I couldn't... I know what it means. I thought you were saying that you tried to write BO2 as an acronym, as a, you know, an abbreviation yes. for Bioshock Boshuk. 2. Yeah. Body odor 2. What a load of Boshocks. Anyway, please continue. Sorry. No, that's fine. I finished Bioshock 2. It was a fine game. I thought the story was fine. I thought the gameplay was fun. Uh, I liked the setting. The magic of Bioshock 1 is certainly not there. I'm glad I played it. Good. And, uh, and it was a good game. That's about all I can that's, say. That's it. Nothing scathing, though. That's good. No, absolutely. That's the thing. Is, oh, if you hear gremlins upstairs, that's, the, that's Billy's little walrus children running oh. around off to their various auditions yeah. and concerts. Um. We're underneath a busy office. It, it didn't pick up too much on here last time. It sounds loud in here, but there's a there's a special audio gate mm. that keeps out low level noises. Yeah. So it may have it may have cleared up most Can't of the last time. Miley and de political activist Destiny Hope Walrus Destiny walking Hope around Walrus. upstairs. No, and the other one who's a who's a member of that band. Yeah. Remember that band? No. He's got another one who is in a really good. Well, I say really good. I mean a really successful band. He's got another for a brief, one. Yeah, Billy had another one. Is it a daughter or a son? It's a son. Son. I want to say Thirty Seconds to Mars is the uh, is that actor, the one who the Joker who everyone hates. We're going down a real rabbit hole here. Um, and then he had another one, Metro Station. Remember, shake, 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 shake it. That was that's a that's a walrus in that. Is it really? There's a walrus in it's there. One of the walruses. <laughs> yeah, God, it I didn't is. Know that. Genuinely is. There's a walrus in that band. Mm. Fun fact. Citation needed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bioshock Two. I have nothing bad I can say about it. I think I was um, I was going in there with with not low expectations, but I wasn't expecting to be. I wasn't expecting Bioshock One again. You no, know? yeah, and it, as long as you go into it with that mindset, it's a perfectly serviceable Bioshock sequel. If you want more Bioshock, mm. 
So we were talking about it on the way into work the other day. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what this new studio we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast ends up doing mm. uh, regarding a sequel to Bioshock, whether it's Bioshock 3, whether it's Bioshock Infinite 2, yeah. whether it's Bioshock something else. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I still refer to Bioshock Infinite as Bioshock 3, but if they then brought out a game called Bioshock 3, that would shut me up forever. It would. They'd show you, wouldn't they? It certainly would. They'd absolutely show you. Yeah. The other thing I have downloaded but not yet played but will have played since when uh, after this comes out on, mm. on my internet is the uh, new Call of Duty. Oh, Battle Royale. Stinky boy. Yeah, stinky cod boy. Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. There's a Call of Duty Battle Royale that they've just unleashed upon the world. I'd it's well, free to play. I didn't know about this. Yeah, came out a couple of days ago. Uh, didn't download it in time because it's a huge game. Mm-hmm. It's about a hundred and something gigabytes. Right. It is free. I haven't heard any opinions about it at all, so I'm looking forward to giving it a go. It's free ultimately, so if I don't like it, I'll delete it. Yeah. But I'll talk about it on the podcast next week. Okay. And the last thing I played is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is a a, a stupidly long name. Mm. It's a remake of the DS slash Game Boy Advance game from a number of years ago. You set up. You're in the world of of Pokemon. There's no humans. Mm. It's a Poke society. You you. It's implied you are a human, but then you wake up as a Pokemon. Yeah. And you you answer a little quiz at the start, and it assigns you a Pokemon, and then you get to choose your partner, which type of Pokemon you'd like for your partner, mm-hmm. and they you 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 form like a rescue team. You have to go rescue Pokemon in randomly generated dungeons. It's a little repetitive, right? But I really like. I, I really got into it, the original game, mm-hmm. and I streamed it, and then last night I played it for about four hours. <sighs> so I, th- I think I think I'll probably be playing a bit more of it. Ekans has become a bit of a meme, hasn't he? Has he or she? The way she walks or slithers. Have you seen an Ekans yet in the game? Oh, you know of? what? I think I have, but They're I very, very, <laughs> very. They've got a big wide turning circle. They're on going their coils. for it. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, paid much attention to Ekans. I feel feel bad because I have seen one mm-hmm. uh, in a cutscene, but I, I didn't I didn't look hard enough. So I should. It's, it's got a wild animation. The Ekans. I should do better, shouldn't I? Really. Well, that's all I've been playing. We have got a question. We have. It's from Jack Bradshaw. It is from Jack Bradshaw. It says, "Is there any music group that you started to listen to after hearing their work on a video game that you played?" Mm. What you got? I've got. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any music group that I have start uh, that I continue to listen to and like, kind of check out their new beats. Sure, having discovered them in a game, but there are a bunch of songs that I discovered through video game soundtracks. You know, stuff from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Underground. They had some good songs. Burnout, actually, maybe yeah. that's. Oh, I've just realised that's where I got my sponsor idea from. <laughs> I wondered why Burnout would come into my head out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, Burnout 3 and Burnout Revenge both had really good soundtracks, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's no bands that I've discovered and sort of stuck with. Um, what about The Police after playing Spyro? No. No? No. No? A little bit of Sunrise Springs action? Yeah. Like I could really listen to Message in a Bottle. No? Mm-hmm. Nothing? No? Absolutely nothing. Well, no. Stuart Copeland couldn't. Stuart Coaxland, you in? No, he could to the, to the police. I get, you know, like, you know, I've listened to 
things by the police, but not because right. I listened to Spyro and thought, oh, great. All of my police knowledge comes exclusively from playing Spyro games. Well, did you know that Stuart Copeland's uh, soundtrack for Wizard Peak in Spyro 1 mm -hmm. was also pretty much identical to an outro theme he did for a, an American kids TV show no, I didn't. called The Amanda Show. Excellent. If you listen to it, it's basically identical. <laughs> Stuart. Stuart, what are you playing at, man? Cutting corners. Write 35 bespoke songs yeah. and make sure none of them are the same. Do it now. I have listened to a lot of Blackstone Cherry, mm -hmm. which is an American rock band. Yes. Uh, I heard them in Sleeping Dogs. And several years earlier, only later realizing this, in a SmackDown versus Raw game. Oh. They provided one of the songs in that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was something something about a train. Uh, that was the SmackDown versus Raw one. Can't remember the name of the song. And in Sleeping Dogs, I always used to listen to like the metal slash rock station. Yeah. And uh, that's a lot of walrus noise, isn't going it? On going up on up there. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Rain Wizard. Rain Wizard. Rain Wizard was mm -hmm. the song in Sleeping Dogs. And uh, I really liked it. And as a result, I have uh, listened to all of their music several times over. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there's something to be said for including licensed soundtracks. Definitely. Because I discovered them from that stop phone. I discovered them from that. GTA as well. Yeah, there's all sorts of fun musics, aren't there? Yeah. In the games. That's, that's just one that springs to mind. I'm sure I've heard others and thought, yeah, that slaps some Richard. I'll go listen to that. Oh, I love that saloon music from Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swing your partner by the hat. Oh, that's that's, all, that's, that's it. an advanced move, that yeah. one. How on earth do you keep that on? A very tight hat. It's time to move on to a section that is both groundbreaking and frighteningly strange. Mm. It's called Weird News. Are you ready? Here comes the paper shuffle. Sorry, sorry hang on. Just trying to pick. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's weird news time, as tradition suggests. 
Peter wants to walk over. Oh, okay. Thank you, tradition. Luke Plunkett's been at it again on oh, Kotaku. Lucky, lucky Plunkles. Thank you, by the way, to Kotaku, Polygon, and I guess Push Square to an extent for basically providing all of the news we've ever covered on this show. It's just reliable. Your websites uh, are so well laid out and they that do, it's easy to browse through all of the news. They cover the weird stuff too. A lot of sites won't bother with that. IGN, where do you even start with IGN? There's, You've got like 10,000 different types of sort of media mm. all going on at once. Yeah. I don't know where to even look. No. FIFA. Yeah. FIFA. Oh. FIFA Pro loses after game disallows goal that clearly went in. <gasps> this is Luke Plunkett. Okay. Penalty shootouts are cruel at the best of times, but I've never seen anything like this. Whoa. Luke is mad. This is Giuseppe Guastella, a Excellent. FIFA player so good, he plays for the eSports branch of the LA Galaxy. Oh. I didn't realize they had, I didn't realize actual teams had eSports. These are real sports teams. and they demand to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, he works for a place for the eSports branch of the LA Galaxy, taking what would be the final shot in a shootout. As you and everyone else can see with your eyes, the ball strikes the left upright, cannons back across the face, and then goes in. Translation for those who can't picture that in their heads. He takes the penalty shootout, he takes the shot, it hits the left post, mm -hmm. bounces right across the line to the right post without crossing it, and then when it hits the right post, it bounces into the goal. Cool. Touches the back of the net. We call that in football a double woody. Yeah? No. No? You believed it, though. No, I, I did not. Peter believed it. Yeah. Um, it sounds like some sort of... No, I won't even go there. Come on. This is a children's show. Yeah, that's why I didn't believe it. Uh, the net ripples. The ball ends up resting at the back. It's a goal. It is a good... This is football. Only FIFA 20 which for some reason in this article has been written FIFA 2 and then a lowercase o. How's that happened? <laughs> it's like the O2 logo, but the wrong way around. Yeah, it is. Only FIFA 20, for whatever reason, doesn't count it. Compare the visuals with the commentary in Guastela's recording below, and then he's embedded a, a recording by Giuseppe Guastela. That's heartbreaking. What's worse is that the tournament organizers, despite seeing the ball go in sided with the game's determination that it did not go in and knocked Guastela out of the North American qualifiers for the FIFA Ultimate Team Champions Cup. People hate FIFA 20, don't they? Yeah. We talked about it last week, didn't we? There was we another did. FIFA 20 problem. Yeah, everyone hates it, but, you know, we're still playing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he got knocked out of the cup, even though it went in, and we could all see it, it says. I've uh, got a quote here. If there was any other top, if this was any other top tier professional competition uh, in an esports game, things like this wouldn't happen, Guastella said afterwards. And he's right. Bugs and hiccups are part of video game life, but the fault here surely lies with the tournament organizers and rules allowing such a glaring technical error to stand. Even if there's no scope to actually count the goal, surely it's at least grounds for a replay, as much as a disconnect or hardware failure is at any other pro gaming tournament. Because, annoying as it might have been for organisers, the alternative, the mess we've seen above, is surely worse. Damn it. 
There you go. So a guy got disqualified. He got knocked out of a professional <sighs> FIFA esports tournament because the game said it. the ball didn't go in, uh, into the net, even though it literally rolled into the back of the net. Absolutely fantastic. On the screen. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Great. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, it was. Are you ready for my news, which definitely can't be the title? Yes. Or well, that's the, good uh, because I nearly brought uh, something a lot saucier. Oh, okay. Well, this so. isn't saucy, but it's just uh, keyword found. Maybe problematic. Mm-hmm. And not suitable for all advertisers. Are you ready? Yeah. I want to thank Big Nick on Twitter oh. for providing this, at NickRLC. It is Kotaku. Mm-hmm. It is Nathan Grayson. Nathan Grayson. Stason. And it says, everybody go for a walk, is what it says. <laughs> Just everybody. As loud as you can. How as loud can I walk in this building? Twitch streamer suspended after accidentally firing real gun at his monitor. Right. A professional Call of Duty streamer who brandished a gun on stream and accidentally fired a round into his desk has been suspended from Twitch and dropped from his esports organization. This is a story from this week, but it uses a lot of sort of uh, time-sensitive words in it, if that makes any sense, like last night, for example. So when I read this, it didn't happen yesterday. Mm. Last night during a live stream from inside his home, Call of Duty trickshot specialist and former Faze clan, I'm assuming it's Faze, but it's got a capital Z, so I don't know. Uh, Member Carl Reimer, 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 Reamer. Carl Reamer pulled Reamer. out a pistol. Bitch say I ain't got money, he jokingly said while holding it. An open can of Coors Light beer was visible on his desk. Uh, Reimer then pulled the trigger, and to his apparent surprise, the weapon discharged a round. He has now been suspended on Twitch. The round did not harm anyone, but it did perforate a nearby container of G-Fuel, a powdered energy formula marketed to gamers. For some reason, I honestly thought you were about to say, but it did perforate a nearby cat. Oh, no. No, no no beings were harmed. But I do like that it it perforated his container of powdered energy formula (laughs) marketed to gamers. So dank. God damn, Reimer said immediately afterwards. What the frick? I swear to God, I just emptied the mag. Today, Twitch suspended Reimer's channel, and the esports organization he was part of, Saw Gaming, dropped him. We do not condone the actions of uh, on live stream by Carl last night, Saw wrote on Twitter. He has been removed from the Saw Gaming roster effective immediately. In separate videos on Twitter and YouTube, Reimer addressed the situation. He has not yet responded to requests for comment from Kotaku. Mm. Uh, he then goes on to make several understandably quite groveling uh, apologies and just said that he was an idiot and that uh, he's absolutely messed his messed his life up and that he shouldn't have done it and nobody else should do similar things. So fair enough, owning up to your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also admitted to being intoxicated, but why does he have a gun on stream? Yeah. Uh, I did check. He has not... He's, he's still not on... He's not been reinstated on Twitch right. uh, as currently, or at least yesterday, the time of recording, he wasn't. Um, he has a YouTube channel with 800,000 subscribers. Right. But he doesn't use it very much because apparently he does not make enough money from ad revenue mm. to live off it. Well, he may now have to start using that. Well, after a few days off, he did do a YouTube live stream mm. um, instead. And he, d- I mean, when I didn't he watch... a crossbow. He didn't... <laughs> he, I didn't watch it very long. 
he has already apologized. He didn't seem very apologetic. Right. And one of the first comments was, uh, don't shoot me <laughs> uh, in the live chat. So brilliant. Mm. Uh, Twitch streamers with uh, sort of an in sort of an unimaginable amount of success continue to prove themselves to be absolute morons and you wonder how on earth these people have built an audience. Yeah. I don't understand. And the thing is, it sounds dramatic for him to say, oh, this is like a life-ruining thing. And But yeah. to, under a certain definition, it is, in that yeah. he has probably spent most of his working life doing Twitch, or maybe he hasn't, but when these things generally happen to Twitch streamers, these professional Twitch streamers have been doing it since, you know, maybe high school. Yeah. Uh, so they have, they don't really have any CV experience. And if suddenly they lose that source of income, yeah. then they're in big trouble. So maybe they need to just be a little bit more careful and think, no, hang on. I know I have a lot of fun day to day, but this is still my job and I need to be a certain level of professional mm -hmm. here. Um, yeah. But that's, that's mad. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Weird. Let's move on to a question, shall we? Let's. Uh, this is from Rexy Adar. Da, I think. Hi, boys. I've been playing Anthem uh, Anthem recently, and I'm actually really enjoying it, much to my surprise. However, due to how unstable the game still is, it was hard to get through the campaign, and my friend and I often got disconnected in the middle of missions or in important cutscenes. We often had to look up scenes on YouTube just to understand what the flip was going on which was a shame since the story is actually quite good. So my question is, should live service games that feature a campaign, e.g. Anthem and Destiny, give the option to play the story offline if you want to play alone? <sighs> this is a hot topic, or not anymore, given that nothing has been spoken about this for like six months. But when uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was announced to be uh, a sort of online multiplayer game mm. with a sort of campaign... Lots of people were wondering, oh God, is it only going to be like a multiplayer campaign mode online? Yeah. They're saying you will be able to play it solo. I think they're saying it's always online DRM, which is not great because if you don't have an internet connection or you have bad internet connection, what, can I just still not play the single player campaign? You know, what? Yeah. what is this? It's not a live service game, Beyond Good and Evil 2, but, you know, it's certainly a case of where a campaign is seemingly being locked to a certain extent behind being online slash maybe even having to do it multiplayer only. But they're saying mm -hmm. there'll be a single player option. Right. So I, I say yes, absolutely. I think anything that has some kind of campaign mode should let you play it solo offline. Yeah. Um, with, I mean, there's probably a few exceptions that I can't think of right now, but as a general rule, yeah. Yeah, I agree in principle. I think uh, any any live service game or any game that has live service elements should should really allow you to play it offline if you want. However, I think in this instance, the way that Destiny and the way that Anthem are constructed, there's it would be so difficult for them to do that. Right. Because... It, the whole infrastructure is built around having several people involved at once so that if they were to instance the entire world just for you, I don't, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how much is stored server side and how much is stored locally. And mm. I feel like those games are built for multiplayer. And if you, if you are not online, then you can't play it. Yeah. And unfortunately that's sort of something that you have to, you accept going in because there are very few people who want to play Destiny by themselves. I'm sure that those people exist, mm -hmm. but at the same time, those people probably appreciate that 
if all the other players suddenly disappeared while they were going about their business, it would feel like a far less interesting, far more barren game, yeah. right? If if the server was suddenly just not populated. Mm. Um, sort of like, to to a lesser extent, playing an MMO with no players in it. Yeah. It would be... It would be nice if that was an option, if you could run around World of Warcraft and you weren't having to compete for stuff. But after a while, it probably would lose the magic of not having other people around I or think it would bumping into other players. Yeah, that is the right word. Uh, so while there are games, as Peter's described, like Beyond Good and Evil and with Borderlands 3, which is more, it leans more towards multiplayer and single player, but it's it's a, it's a different beast in that it has live service elements mm. But the whole thing can be played by yourself. The whole thing can be played in co-op. Uh, and there are just certain elements that will be locked off, like special events and things like that, which yeah. aren't part of the core experience. They're just optional. But when you've got a whole game that's built around live service, mm. it would be very difficult to, to make that happen. But it's still kind of mind-boggling to me to hear that Anthem has so many issues still. Yeah, yeah, me uh, too. When did that come out? It feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It feels like it came out alongside whatever it was we were talking about. Halo 1. <laughs> yeah, Halo 1. Both came out in 2001. 10 years ago, yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, to be fair, I would have loved to play something like Destiny, but I didn't want to play it online. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to play Destiny as we know it offline because as you say it would have just been a big empty server what i'm saying is i like the idea of the world and you know the the world building and the lore and and playing a game uh, of that genre but i just i don't really like doing campaign style stuff with other people there's just right. something about it i don't mind a bit of local couch co-op but yeah i don't like playing online with people uh if it's campaigny style yeah um i mean so, it's a problem that still exists in borderlands to an extent because mm. you're all talking to each other while you're listening to characters yeah. speak and stuff mm. you know it's it's it really does it's it's something that can't be solved really yeah no i mean that that is that's the problem is that i don't like to you know have people chatting over the top of stuff i like to take things at my own pace as well in a campaign you know i like to play games and and empty out every single room and and you know like when i played resi 4 on stream that took like seven episodes because we were collecting every single treasure and stuff and i know if that had been some sort of multiplayer campaign online you know a lot of people wouldn't want to hang around and grab every single gemstone from every single shack in every right. corner of the map but uh so yeah um i think it in some ways it, it can actually hold back a game uh if they're not able to provide some kind of uh offline single player campaign mm -hmm. but at the same time you know when you're making destiny and you have in mind this model of a multiplayer situation, you shouldn't then have to also pump another, you know, thousands of dollars of resources into creating a separate single player cam campaign that's not going to feel like a big barren server. So yeah, yeah, there's no way, there's no way to really cater for everyone in that respect. It's part of a bigger issue really uh, in terms of live service games because, you know, it, people have been talking about this for as long as mo games have had online multiplayer. Mm. But what happens when they turn off the servers? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just, it's gone. You can't play it. There's mm -hmm. no way to experience that anymore. And there are there will always be communities that will keep these games alive. For example, you can still play Demon's Souls online in co-op now. Mm -hmm. You can still do it, even though the servers were turned off at the beginning of 20... 
God, I think it was the end of 2018, mm. 2017, sorry, they turned the servers off uh, or the beginning of 2018. And that was, you know, a huge blow because half the fun of those games is being invaded and reading messages. And, you know, there, there's there's a boss that is controlled by another player that mm. gets summoned in and has to, you have to fight another player as a boss in that game. Yeah. Brilliant. And then it's completely, so much of that game is taken away when the online is gone. But people have made their own servers, mm. like custom servers that yeah. you can connect to if you fiddle with your PS3 settings a little bit. Uh, so there will always be people that keep this stuff alive. But in the case, again, of games built around live service, Anthem, Destiny, when it comes time in 10 years or, or however long, probably not as long for Anthem, mm. for those servers to be turned off, it's gone yeah. forever. So it would be nice to have, you know, the story in whatever form that may take preserved in 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 some capacity for yeah, people to to experience later. Because otherwise, it's just it's just gone. Mm. You know, and again, it's the same for MMOs that have have had, have had their servers turned off. Yeah. People have managed to sort of keep them alive, bring them back online to an extent, so you can go into the world and look around, but. Mm you know, they're gone. When they're gone, they're gone. If yeah. there's no single player, they're just dead. Yeah, no, you're right. I think the Star Wars community is quite a big uh, a big one for trying to keep servers alive. I know you can still play Battlefront 2 on... I think there might have actually been some official service sort of brought back recently. That citation needed on that. But certainly for a long period of time, there were just custom servers for that game. Right. Um, and likewise, uh, there's a huge mod for Jedi Academy where... They've just added in loads of characters that you can play as, and that was all just looked after by um, by the fans. Like yeah. it wasn't provided for by LucasArts or whoever. So yeah, it's good that people do that. It is, it is, and it would be nice for there to be a, an offline story mode for Anthem. Sadly, I don't think you're going to get it, especially as they are they're trying to overhaul it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, keep us posted. Let us know how you find it and if mm. it improves at all, because yeah. it's, uh, it's it's shocking that people are still playing it. Quite frankly. But good for you. Such a shame. It had looked so promising when we first watched... Yeah, the lie trailer. Yeah. The one that they invented. Mm. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. It's time to move on to something sort of indescribably large. Oh. oh. Well, I could. I think I could have a go at describing it. Go on. Big. Oh. It's a big discussion. Big discussion time. Mm -hmm. This is a huge discussion. It comes all the way from Jennifer Kent and also Rory Keeson and Michael Burns, who asked similar questions. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Hello, Ben and Peter. My husband, Joe, and I, I hope you're married, have been huge fans since Name Redacted and Vidiots. What are your thoughts on gaming conventions such as E3 being cancelled due to the C virus? Could it have a lasting impact on gaming conventions moving forwards? Thank you for all, your, all the amazing content. Thank you, Jennifer. What are the odds that Rory Keeson and Michael Burns also have husbands called Joe? I know. It's amazing that they all ask the same thing. It's it's truly the stars have aligned. Yeah. We know our demographic. Let's mm. put it that way. Yeah, people married to Joe. So E3 was officially cancelled this week. Mm. Uh, this was foreshadowed on our last podcast. Yeah. And then it was looking more and more likely that it was going to happen. Until finally, Peter, mm -hmm. we had a statement from the Entertainment Software Association. We did. Would you like me to read it? Yes. Okay. 
After careful consultation with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the decision to cancel E3, the difficult decision, I hasten to add, to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9-11 in Los Angeles. <laughs> no. That's what it says. Oh, I see. June 9th Did to you the genuinely think that that's what, what they meant? Was there no other thought in your head that thought, well, that's clearly a date? I think I glossed over the word June, and I thought, God, it's a bit weird that they scheduled it for 9-11. I would have just picked a different day, personally. And it normally happens earlier on in the year. That's why I paused. I thought, it's a bit late for E3. It's just Americans and and their dates. God. That's my mistake. Yes. That wasn't a joke. That was just me being an idiot. Scheduled for June 9th to June 11th. Excellent. In Los Angeles. The ESA says that it'll reach out to exhibitors and attendees in order to issue full refunds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's happened. We talked about how the C-Virus had impacted various things already in the games industry. That looks set to continue. Various European countries are in full lockdown at the moment. We Mm -hmm. talked at the beginning of the podcast and that we may all be working from home next week just as a precaution. We'll see what Cobra has to say. Yes. Uh, in fact, Cobra may have already announced something by the time this podcast comes out. True. We may already be in our bunkers because Cobra told us to get in there. And yes, you have to hole. listen to Cobra. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I'd do whatever a Cobra tells me. I, just go. <coughs> I'm infected. Oh, no. Right. I, just, uh, I sneezed away from you. Go and, go and wash your hands and sing happy birthday twice. No. Okay. I'm going to go and travel the world. (laughs) I'm going to tell the world my story. I've brought a couple of um, relevant articles here. A relevant article. Firstly, well, I mean, let's probably just quickly touch on the actual question in hand first. But make sure you wash your hands after you touch it. Yeah, don't don't touch it uh, without using alcohol gel. No. Um, So, I mean, do you think it will have a lasting impact on convention moving forward? Um, I mean, certainly for the foreseeable future and in terms of at least the next few months, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. They're talking about potentially rescheduling E3. They're talking about people who are being refunded will also be offered an opportunity to perhaps put that, uh, to, to sort of defer it yeah. to next year instead. So E3 apparently still has plans to come back next year. However, I don't know if you heard, Peter, mm-hmm. but E3 has been in a spot of bother for a while. Well, yes. So... I saw an article on Push Square earlier. And That's it, and what I've got right here. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, go for it then. Do it, because I totally agree. It's an opinion piece. Uh, it says... Uh, Is it from Samwise Ganges? It's from Sammy Barker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boy. Coronavirus could very well have saved E3. Yeah. And there is a little subtitle that says, or oh, killed it. We'll see. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good piece. There's, there's quite a lot to it, though, so I won't sort of read through it. But, go, go and read it. But the the message, the, the reasoning behind that headline is that essentially, because of all the people who are pulling out of E3 anyway for non-viral reasons, E3 was looking like it was going to be a little bit naff, you know, even before all this happened. Yeah. So it might actually be a good thing that it wasn't allowed to go ahead and mm. be bad essentially. So they've been able to take a year off, lick their wounds, reassess, and come back next year with something that perhaps isn't so disastrous. Did you hear that there... Another thing that happened, I think, last week or the week before, their their agency that they hired to Mm. plan their show floor 
to make it this new interactive experience or whatever. We are 8-bit or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Pulled out. Mm-hmm. Not three months before the show began. Yeah. Just pulled out. They're done. They didn't mm-hmm. want to be involved anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it was going to be probably quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going to be a good one. So this does, you know, it, it may well be a blessing in disguise as much as they want to dress it up as, uh, oh, no, oh, Darn. Yeah, they probably thought, oh man, oh, yeah, we can cancel and no one will know. No one will know. Because... We can just use this. It's like when all the games were being delayed, and then mm. every, you know, it was what came first. Was it uh, Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. And then CD Projekt were like, you know what, we'll do it too. And then everyone was like, actually, you know what, we're yeah, going to delay it as well. <laughs> we'll delay it as well. So everybody shares the same thing because they might as well just, uh, you know. Ride, ride that train and just use the opportunity that's available. Yeah, to them. I mean Jeff, Jeff's pulled out. Yeah. Sony aren't going to be there again. Yeah, you know they have to feel for. Uh, is it Warner Brothers? We're going to have their own. Yeah, Warner Brothers were this year. were were heavily rumored, if not confirmed, by uh, J- Jason Schreier, mm-hmm. a seasoned Kotaku writer. Yeah. who who's written some brilliant exposés we've covered before. Uh, he re- he was reporting that uh, Warner Brothers were going to have their first ever press conference this year mm. where they were going to talk about the new Batman game, what Rocksteady have been working on, and also the Harry Potter RPG, which has been rumored mm. for a while, which almost all but confirms that exists, Yeah, uh, which is very exciting. Looks good. However, it is a bit sad for people like us who just wanted to do a competition to work out who would become the next Dick Mychinko. I hadn't even thought of that. Much like James Bond, the mantle craved by Triple Jump hosts. Yeah. Past year to year. Uh, we'll come up with another. During the E3 season, we'll do something else. Well, that's the thing. E3 season, whatever you want to call it, we may end up just calling it the the big period. Dick season. Dick. <laughs> welcome to the dick zone. The dick period. Uh, oh, no. Basically, Ubisoft have already confirmed that they will be doing a digital showcase Mm -hmm. instead of a conference. And I'm sure, all but certain, that anybody else who was planning on doing some kind of press conference that we would usually cover Mm. will be doing some kind of digital version instead. Whether or not that ends up making them realize, as we discussed last week, huh, do we actually have to be here next year, is, is one thing. However, what it will allow us to do is watch it live, live stream along with it, do predictions. Everybody will be able to stay up and be snarky on Twitter and live tweet it as it happens. So in some form, the gaming festivities will still occur. Mm. E3 itself may be cancelled, but a lot of these, just because Ubisoft isn't on the show floor, doesn't mean that Ubisoft was doing their press conference from E3. It was from a theatre nearby. Yeah. So these press conferences, yeah, they're probably not going to bring everyone over for exactly the reason that E3 is cancelled. However, these conferences never took place in E3 anyway. They just mm. took place around the time of E3 occurring. Yeah. So It's like EA did it on like sort of the day before uh, yeah. E3 started last last year. And they weren't even, I don't think they were even technically at E3. No, they weren't. They That's just the had point. their own satellite events yeah. nearby they that just people knew could that go E3 to. was on. They were like, we're not going to actually be there. We'll just do we'll an event own. the day before while everyone is around to attend. Why not? And we get all the limelight on us because no one else is doing an event that day. Yeah. I've got one other story here that's not E3 related, but it's to do with video gaming and C-Virus. Mm. Researchers are using a video game to fight C-Virus. Mm. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, are you aware of Fold It? 
that yeah. game from 2008. Folding at home. Where you do protein folding. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's being used right now to uh, help help research against uh, C-virus. Um, How terribly interesting. Yeah, because uh, they've got a... The, the virus has a spike protein on its surface, which binds tightly to a receptor protein found on the surface of human cells. So, you know, a bit of research being done by video gamers. That is interesting. Or via a video game. Maybe we're going to solve it. Yeah. All of us together. <laughs> now that they've cancelled our, our gaming Christmas, everyone's going to assemble. Avengers assemble. From home. Yes. Yes, safely from home, in inside your toilet paper fort. Yes. yes. <laughs> everyone's got one of those now. Mm. Yeah. How are you doing for toilet paper? I mean, I, I've not bought any since since it happened. I've got some in my house, I think. Right. I did have to buy a one single bottle of just regular hand soap, not alcoholic hand mm-hmm. gel. I did that just as for well my bathroom day. because I'd run out. Yeah. And I had one in my kitchen by my sink, and I was like, "Well, I could use that." And I was like, "No, I'm going to go out and buy some soap. I yeah. shouldn't feel ashamed to go and buy a single <laughs> bottle." <laughs> but I was, conv- I, I still used a self checkout though because I was convinced the person behind the counter would be going. Yeah, getting this for your uh, for your sea virus protection, are you? <laughs> I feel like buying. Nobody should be shamed for no. buying one bottle well, of they hand soap. But I still feel like that's what they think I'm buying it for. I'm not. You can't buy toilet paper either now. No, without being judged. Yeah, it's uh, gone. I've got five rolls, I think, so I should be fine for ages. Yeah, and yeah, I won't. I won't have any issues. No, I'll just use okay. both sides. Well, you do you not? No. <laughs> and baby wipes as well. Mm. You're not meant to flush baby wipes. That's how you get fat bugs. Yeah. You remember the fatberg? I do remember the fatberg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also swilling fat down the drain is a big contributor to the fatberg. Yes. It's not called a baby wipe berg, but... But the baby wipes were... The, they were present. They were the uh, catalyst. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever washed fat down a sink before. Well, it's just... I don't cook anything that produces fat. Well, it's just when you get, like, a bit of a greasy pan and you, you wash it in the sink. It's not that you're, like... <laughs> greasy pan is what you get when you run out of toilet roll that's when you've not been doing any cooking it's when you've been ordering Domino's <laughs> you end up with a greasy pan no I, but it's not like it's not having Disgusting. like a, a big deep fat fryer that you're pouring down the sink it's just no, like yeah, the residues. Oven tray. yeah 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 collectively all our little thin residues build up in mm. the skewers I always put down a layer of Tin foil. Yeah, me too. And I wrap it up and I put it in the bin. It in the bin. That's and what I, I wash do. it off in the sink. Do wash you? all that. For- no, I don't. Of course, I don't I normally do that because it doesn't doesn't come through my no. strong foil. I just want to construct another beautiful fatberg in the sewers. That was my main. Yeah, my main aim. Yeah, I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> there was enough room on the door for Jack <laughs> and the fatberg. There was. Yeah, Steven Spielberg's fatberg. <laughs> Steven's fatberg. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, E3 has been cancelled. Mm. Did that? Hello? Oh, it looks like it just looped. Really? Well, how long is that? Hang on. Sorry. Describe describe what's happening behind it. It's like three us. hours long. So this actually is just... It did just loop. Yeah. Did it? Okay, so the... It must have resumed from last time. If you're listening, mm. uh, behind us we've got the new set, which involves a TV, which has sort of a looped video logo that's, that's subtly animated. It's very cool. Mm. It's three hours long. I don't know when I started it, if maybe it resumed from where it left off it last must have time. Done. That would make sense, actually, because it'll have been running for about an hour and a half last time. Yeah. And now it's been running for about an hour and a half. It just looped. Yeah. So the screen went black and I saw it in the camera and I was wondering what on earth that was. Anyway, mm. yeah, E3's been cancelled and uh, Steven Spielberg is producing a sequel to the beloved drowning film. Yeah. Fatberg. Fatberg. Fatberg 2. <laughs> oh. Applause or laughter, who's to say? 
Is that oh, it's still a loop? Or? It's still going. Does it stop? Is it? Will it stop? Do we have to? You might just have to. There we go. Right. <laughs> just kill it. Let the past die. Yeah. Peter, if people want to tell us all about what they think of E3 being cancelled and all the stuff we've spoken about today, how can they find us and get in touch? We're on social media and on platforms where we produce content, all at Team Triple Jump. I'm just mad passionate about producing content on platforms. Yeah, premium hashtag content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to talk to us, you can do so at twitter.com or facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Facebook's look at, looked after by Sockman, Luke Eldon. Sockman. Yeah. Um, we uh, have a YouTube and Twitch, both com no youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team, team triple, triple jump. jump modded when we stream by lord brotovich and cecil prumps you can, can chat to us in those chats and get mm. modded by those people get modded yeah get modded get modded um and needless to say that's also where our videos go out but yeah that's that's how you contact us we have a a, a discord do we dot ly forward slash team triple jump that's modded by jack joe and crimson dragonfly um, and there's actually a special room in that Discord yeah. that you can access by being a patron of any tier. What? Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for that reward and many others. Uh, the website, triplejo.mup. Uh, there should be, I know I said this last time, but I think now genuinely there should be a posting when this podcast goes out for a UK-based freelancer a video editor with a view to come and work full time in the office. Yes, so there are some specific quid, quid de- pro quos de- details yeah. details that you must adhere to. Finally, the podcast is available in audio form at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump, mm-hmm. um, but also on Spotify, etc. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on Instagram. You can do at that Peter Austin at Ben Potter twenty on Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Confused underscore Dude lists. We release those every Tuesday and Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. Monday, Tuesday being on Twitch. Thursday now also being on Twitch. What for the foreseeable? Mm. This isn't a permanent move. We're just trying something out, looking at the statistics, doing a little science experiment. However, probably for about a month. About a month or so. But the Thursday stream VODs will still go on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. Those are the the joint streams, Blaze. It will go on YouTube. Monday and Tuesday are solo streams. Yeah. Worst games ever. It's fortnightly. Mm -hmm. Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. It isn't a worst games ever week. That was last week, and it will be next week. Coming up. Finally, shows. We do one every other week. Hopefully, there was one that went out on Friday. Mm. It was cut content with Sam. Mm. From Coltolic, we talk to him about his gaming pet peeves and yeah. tell us what he wants us to cut from the world of video games forever. It was a good one. You should go and watch it. Yeah, he's he's probably the, the biggest, sort of the most, he's the most gamey out of uh, all of Coltolic. Yeah, the presenters at least. Yeah, There are true. some mad keen video there editors are. Who, right. uh, who are into their, their James, their video James. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps something to do with algorithms or Al Gore's rhythms. I'm not really sure which. Al Gore could have protected us from all this, I think. Do you think? Yeah. Oh. If he'd become president, yeah. he would have said, in 13 years' time, there's got to be a coronavirus. In 13 years' time? Yeah. Was this around when Halo was released? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. In 12 BC, yeah. <laughs> when, when the man wanted to help the planet and we said no, we 
we said no. We, we said want no. the Texas boy. Yeah, that's how it went. I think. Speaking of which, if things do go, uh, if we, if we go into our little safety burrows, yes, the shows that you just mentioned, one every other week, may be affected. We'll see. If we go into our burrows, we will let you know what what's going to change and what's going to be the same. Yeah. I think we, we won't be able to do anything in the same room. However, we should still be able to stream and do the podcast and lists. Yeah. Uh, we'll hopefully, if we right. have time, if we have any preparation time at all before we all go home, record a batch of worst games ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subject to change. It's all a precaution. Of this. Yeah. It's all a precaution. We'll see what mm. happens. Stay safe out there, everyone. Yeah. Finally, I'd like to say thank you to Cats Protection League mm. for... We we finally took them up on the offer of coming for a little look around an adoption center. God, it and was my goodness, lovely! What a delightful time! Yeah, uh, we 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 petted all of the cats, some little uh, potato cats as well, mm-hmm. baby potato cats. Yeah, brilliant kittens of all ages. There were some little ones that really didn't know how to open their eyes yet. There were some other ones that were walking around but were still tiny. There were some that big, <laughs> that big. That they went on our shoulders and our heads. Yeah, um, knees and toes, knees yeah. and toes. And there were lots of lovely older cats too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found a couple of cats that I was a big fan of. Yeah, me that too. I can't have, which made me sad. I like Rocco. I liked Bailey. Yeah, Bailey, the big strong boy cat. Mm-hmm. He was fun. I liked yeah. him. Anyway, he likes to go outside, and I can't let him do that no. on <laughs> on on several floors up. Yeah, in a in a in a block of flats. Uh, yes, thank you so much. And also, we're we're planning on do- we'll have more news soon, hopefully. Uh, we're planning on doing a, a a sequel to Triple Jump Hooray! Let's do it for the cats. Mm. Uh, the charity live stream we did last year, where you also generously supported us and the Cats Protection League as well, which was the reason we got to go down and have a look at the uh, the cats a couple of days ago. We'll have new donation incentives, we think. Yes, Some um, intriguing ones. We're hopefully going to work with Cultaholic on this one as well. Just mm. sort of do a half and half stream where. We've got an hour, we share an hour, and then they've got an hour. Yeah. So it's all up in the air currently. Nothing is is concrete, but it, sh- it may well be happening at the end of this month. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll let you know. Peter. Yep. Please tell me all about your sponsor. Look out. Make sure you plug up your car's orifices with um, like wet toilet roll and then leave it to dry in the sun so it goes all hard so that nothing can get up the exhaust pipe because burnout parasites, they're out there. Hey, welcome to Parasite City. Oh, it's a it it's a it's a beautiful day in Parasite City. Uh, uh, look out for those par- parasites. No, that's I don't. Yeah. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yeah. Uh, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Sing the national anthem. Knees and toes, knees and toes. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 